Hello and welcome to Trainer's Voice, brought to you by Guardian Angel Equine Services. This podcast was created for the busy equestrians in mind for on-the-go training, chat, and learning. My goal as a horse trainer is to help improve horses' lives and performance by educating and helping their owners. These episodes are my opinions based on my knowledge from research and experience. Feel free to ask any questions. All my links are always in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome back. So today, you know, I've been wanting to do a podcast over my all-time favorite product, and I've recorded it three times already, and I just am not liking the way it's coming out of my mouth. So I'm trying to record it in a way that doesn't sound like an ad, but more of an information of something you can look into, because I don't like sounding... I don't like talking about products I love and making them sound like an ad. So, um, I've redone it three times now, but today, this morning I was listening to a podcast and I wanted something popped in my, in my head that I wanted to talk about, uh, just real fast. And I have a little, um, update about my personal self for you guys as well. I don't know if that you'd quite be interested in it. Um, but it's going to make a lot more sense as far as listening to my podcast and all that thing, all that stuff, because I'm sure by now you've noticed that I stutter a lot or I kind of lose track and all these things. Some of you already may know by now, but I am dyslexic. And so that does kind of inhabit things going on in my mind. Um, but I've also recently learned that I'm not diagnosed yet, but highly functioning autistic And so a lot more in my life is starting to make sense um, with learning this and also kind of plays into my dyslexia and um, kind of makes more sense about some of the things I do say and how I understand some things or explain some things better yet. So um, with that being said, um, I wanted to talk about um, perception and kind of this trend, I don't want to call it a trend, this culture maybe going on with horse people that is trying to um, teach other horse people new information in a way. So with learning more about myself, I've gotten a lot more into not only animal behavior, but human behavior. So all last year I researched equine behavior. I do have a goal to become a certified behaviorist, but, um, I've kind of also rolled into because of my own issues in life, um, which is why I explained my update on myself, but, um, learning not only my own behavior, where it stems from and why I do the things I do, but also learning other people's behavior to help me navigate um, other people. So if you haven't gone on to YouTube and listened to my Trainer's Voice um, series on there, it's in the playlist, you click it, there is a um, pod, uh, podcast video type on there that shows an interview with Clinton Anderson, and he talks about people and their personality being colors, um, and like who they are as being colors and how he, how that tells him how to, um, talk to people of color. 
Now, uh, after that, I've had a couple people talk to me about, you know, um, I thought that was super, super smart because as someone who deems something or sees something a little bit differently than what an average person would be, someone being able to read me and understand how I process things and being able to, uh, uh, to explain it in a different way would make a world of difference to me. Now, while Clinton Anderson is not one of my favorite trainers, but he did teach me something. And so that podcast on YouTube is all about that and my thoughts and feelings about that. Um, so do go listen to that if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, and it, it shows his interview, which is why it's on YouTube. Um, but I had some people talk about how that would, wouldn't that make him a fake person? Clinton Anderson is many things, but one thing he is not is fake. And that is one thing I do, um, I don't want to say admire him, but I do respect him in a way because he is not, he is not a fake person. And so, um, as from a lot of people that I have met who has done his clinics and things, they have all 100% um, told me that they, that he is the way he is on TV. He does not hide or be, he is not a different person on any spectrum. He is who he is and he shows it. And so that to me is respectable because that you don't get that out of a lot of people. So, um, a lot of people have asked me about, well, isn't that being fake, you know, reading somebody and then, uh, portraying to how they read. And I could see in a way where that would be being fake if that is coming from a malicious type of way. But I do not deem what he is doing as to be malicious because he is only trying to, in his mind, he is only trying to help the person who he is reading by being able to explain or keep from triggering that person in a way. He's also someone that isn't going to just completely not trigger someone. If you're triggered by something he says, he's not, if he feels like it needs to be said, he's not going to not say it. So he is a very, his own person. Now, however, I understand where people are coming from. Well, wouldn't that be a fake person? No, not necessarily. It really depends on how you're portraying it. Now, if I'm reading something and they are completely against what I like, but I read that and I'm completely opposite from them, but because I don't, because of some reason in my head that I don't want to come out as to who I am and who I believe or what I believe, I can read that person and then make up my whole new perspective and who I want to portray as to them. So that, in that case, would be being fake. I don't believe that is what he's doing. He's only trying to take the characteristics he sees and um, utilizing them to help them. So with that being said, perspective. Perspective is one of the number one things along with communication that people have problems with in not only the equine industry, but the human world. So um, the number one problem I have seen and deemed to be the number one in my personal, um, my personal preference is 
going to be communication skills. Not only do we have horrible issues with animals and our uh, communication skills, but it also rolls over to humans. And with that being said, we can't communicate with each, with each other worth crap. Why do you think our world and economy is the way it is right now if you're living in North America? Um, you see all the BS going on in the, in the world, in the um, politics and everything. So I don't quite, um, you know, it's obvious, you know, communication skills lack thereof. Um, but then how you communicate also perceives your perspective of how you see things. And so perspective is something that I see a lot of that people don't widen their perspective. They see something and they take that information instead of investigating or creating their own double-sided opinion. Now I say double-sided as in you see something that someone is doing. And you may or may not like it, but based off what they're doing, you decide, yes or no, you don't like that. But instead of investigating the other side of the situation, you deem that person as you don't like them. You would um, never be there. You would never inquire them about horses or anything like that because of what they are doing. But instead of investigating the situation and understanding that, you know, there could be something else going on that is uh, per persuading them to do things like that. And, you know, whether it be right or wrong, we do things as humans that we don't fully understand without investigating that. And so um, it is very, very and all the time possible that I see people doing things with horses that they think or have been taught to be okay and they don't deem it otherwise because they haven't widened their perspective of that situation. And so once you educate yourself on both sides of an issue, you then become um, aware of all the possibilities. So here goes my whole train of thought here. I just derailed myself. Where was I going with all that? So with that being said, we all have our own perspectives and a lot of them are ran by what we see in front of us or something that um, we have knowledge of firsthand right there by witnessing. Um, so we also get into this whole culture, I'm just going to call it, of people. And I see this a lot, a lot, a lot in positive reinforcement world with all these trainers and people who are getting into positive reinforcement and not even just positive reinforcement trainers or people, but people who, who have horses who maybe don't train, but do love and understand the positive reinforcement and why, you know, why people use it and how they like to use it and things like that. They get onto this culture to where they come across people who don't agree because they have their own perspective and maybe haven't widened it. Um, but they come across as trying to educate the people who feel like they don't need educated. So you have these people who are, uh, for lack of a better term, stuck in their ways 
they have grown up and worked with horses the way they have for many years and have not seen a problem with it. And then you have this culture of people who come across and then um, pretty much from things I've witnessed pick fights and try to tell them what they're doing is wrong. Whether some things they're doing may it be wrong or not, they're pretty stuck in their ways. And by picking a fight, you're not going to educate them or persuade them to do anything differently. Now, this comes into the whole um, using the whole color coding that Clinton Anderson was talking about. Um, by reading certain people, you are able, if you educate yourself enough and understand people enough and look for certain signs and signals from this person, you can then understand whether or not this person is going to be more likely or less likely to listen to you. So, um, by, by using this to your advantage, you then can deem, is this person worth talking to? And by talking to, I don't mean freaking picking fights. I hate it when people are trying to do what they deemed right by the horse, and yet all they do is pick a fight. And then all you do is get a quarrel out of these people, and then you just push them farther away from trying to do better. And, you know, it just, it creates a, a huge problem. And I see that a lot, a lot of times in positive reinforcement trainers who are trying to do their best to do best by, by horses, but yet they end up just picking fights or, um, I don't want to say calling people out. That's not the correct term. Um, but they, um, target people. We'll say that they target people with words and to making them and trying to make them feel guilty in an attempt to help them try to uh, reach out for help. The problem with making people feel guilty, though, is that it often, if they feel targeted or they feel guilty or triggered about something you say, instead of making them want to reach out for help, often what it does is create anger. So then they became, they become angry and then you get a quarrel out of each other and you just started a fight that is never going to change this person's mind. You therefore just push them away from being any, from attempts of being any better. And I only say this because I've been there, done that. I have had quarrels with two to three positive reinforcement trainers that I can name off the top of my head who... I feel like had, had tried to attempt to help me, but then um, instead of becoming successful, they ended up pushing me away because they weren't understanding me. And the problem with training horses is you have the owners to communicate with, and if you don't communicate in a way that's, that benefits that person, that is in that person's perspective you then have issues with communication and you then can possibly create an issue between the owner and um, you and therefore will not benefit the horse in the long run. I hope that kind of makes sense. 
Um, so, um, with all of that, that's a lot of information and a lot of thought going into that podcast, but I just wanted to talk about that and just kind of talk to you guys about what, um, you're seeing. And so this is why a lot of the times I keep my mouth shut rather than opening it. Um, because here's my number one train of thought. As someone who is getting into positive reinforcement and someone who does want to make a change in the world, I'm not going to change the 50-year-old man who is tra- has been training horses since they were five or been um, breaking horses since they were five. Um, they're pretty much set in their ways. They think they know best. And I'm not going to be that person who walks up into, into their life who has not seen near as many horses as them. I may have done more research and trying to educate myself, but I'm not going to be the one to change their mind. So why am I going to focus on picking fights with someone who, with someone that I know for a fact, I'm probably not going to change their mind. Why spend all that time, energy, and money on that person? Why do it? You just wasted all that time when you can find someone who about your age or younger might be willing to listen. Put your energy into that person. Okay, so I hope all of that makes sense as far as what I was asking or saying. My lord, my brain is not working. Let me get out of this parking lot. Um, so I just kind of wanted to speak my mind about all that because I felt like, um, that's just some things that, you know, you're wasting time and energy on for no reason. And I understand you want to do the best by the horses and that you want to do right, but how... How do you think you're going to get through to them? How do you think that that conversation is going to go? Because um, it's not going to go very well. And while there are plenty of people out there who are willing to listen to what you have to say, but they're also there's also a lot of young people out there who are getting into horses and you have all the ability to educate. And that's one of the things my all-time favorite barrel racer is Sherry Serby. And I absolutely adore her. And I hate that she doesn't have Facebook, but I also love it at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, She has Facebook, she has social media, but she doesn't really have a way that you can get in touch with her. Um, She's just not someone who is on social media all the time. If I had to bet, I'm sure that she has someone who also um, posts on her Facebook um, for her and things like that. Um, she may post herself. I'm not sure. But she's she's not a social media person. And I respect her for that because she she's killing it out there. So... Anyway, but she's one of those people that she does not put a whole lot of effort into the older generation. 
Um, while there are many barrel racers out there who will take any and uh, any and all advice from anyone who's pretty much a professional, um, you know, she just does not put that effort out there. And I can respect that. I respect that a hundred percent, mainly because not only anyone who's my age or older, who is taking advice from a professional barrel racer, you can bet that they're probably taking advice from multiple others. And so whatever I, if I was a professional giving the advice, whatever I say or do, with that professional may or may not stick. Well, I 100% tell people all the time, you should take all the advice from anyone and everyone, you know, it may or may not work. You can utilize all that information. So that's kind of just what I really mean. And I kind of just put a lot more information into all that than really needed, but I kind of wanted it to make sense in a way of, perspective and communication and how you speak to people and understanding their background and who they are as a person as to if you're gonna get through to them or not. And so that's what I mean by all that. And I just feel like, you know, Sherry Servi doesn't put a whole lot of effort into the older generation because of that. It doesn't matter whether they come to her and they ask for advice and everything, it, it, a lot of advice isn't, isn't always taken. And as for someone who's getting up and coming and already in the barrel racing industry, she is, um, she is molding young minds and putting them in the right direction as they get older. So they're better prepared when they get into the barrel racing world. And so, I have kind of followed that um, perspective and I have now relieved so much stress and stopped picking fights with people who is probably not going to not going to uh, have any will of doing better in in the future at all. So um, to me, when I see positive reinforcement trainers who are talking to people and they just start having little quarrels on social media, I kind of, I don't want to say lose respect for that trainer, but I, I just, I, in a sense, I, I lose respect. I just don't feel like to become, to be as successful as you would like to in changing lives for the horses, trying to quarrel over, over social media is not going to get you there. So, um, that's just my opinion. Um, so I hope all that made sense. Um, I just felt like I listened to, for one, I saw a little quarrel on social media. It was on Facebook from Positive Reinforcement Trainer. Positive Reinforcement Horse Trainer. Jeez, can't speak. Um, yesterday, and I it just didn't go well. 
And I could tell from the get-go that this person was already pretty set in their ways. And they were about my age. And so I was just like, you know, why would you waste your time? And so I'm, I'm really big into being the bigger person and just not getting into shit. But, um, so I seen that. And then there's another positive reinforcement trainer who I follow that I really love the way they do things and I respect them as a trainer, but the way that they communicate towards other people about their, um, training and just education really hits a nerve for me because they're very, (laughs) uh, so they'd probably take this very, um, very offensive and I apologize if anyone even knows who I'm talking about or you could probably take a guess or if they're listening to this which I highly doubt they're not I'm a nobody compared to them but um they're to me like the Clinton Anderson of the positive reinforcement world they give no shits and again that's very respectable I respect anybody who says and speaks their mind But just like Clinton Anderson, there are ways to go about things and just flat out pretty much telling people that they're doing an awful job and they're abusing their horse is just not the way to go about trying to get someone to do better. And yet they do that continuously. So I, I just, I don't, I don't get on their social media a whole lot, but anyway, so I'll get off the soapbox now. I hope all of that makes sense. And I hope I didn't rattle on too long. Um, If you have personal issues or requests you would like me to talk about on the podcast, I do have a link in the uh, show notes to where you can record a message for me and send it to me. Um, Or you can find me at any of the links in the show notes as well. I hope you all have a great day. Bye.